Yeah, we've absolutely loved the last couple of years. It's been such a blessing to us and we realize it's also been a blessing to you, which is great. That was the point. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you so much. And you know, here's to another hundred. Should yeah. God bless us that way. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the Hymn Partial Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I'm Monet Funke. And I'm Cara Devro. And in this episode, we're taking a moment to reflect as we celebrate our 100th episode. We'll also be talking about the lesser known Christmas hymn, Thou Who Was Rich Beyond All Splendor. Featured in this episode are the Red Army and not the Santa's Little Helper kind, an act of astounding humility and some scripture to encourage you in the Christmas season and beyond. But first, Advent is here. If you're a long-term Hymn Partial listener, you know that we love this season. Don't miss out on all the goodies we have in store for you. Subscribe to our channel if you're watching on YouTube and follow us on Instagram where you will be getting daily, that's right, daily treats as we count down to Christmas. Yes, and if you are listening to us for the first time, or for some odd reason you have yet to join the Him Partial family, how could you be so forgetful? All of our info can be found at himpartial.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter, and you can also become a Kofi member and support us financially. This week, subscribers get first access to our bonus clip in which we share the lyrics to the French carol this hymn's tune was stolen from. But you have to be a subscriber to get first access. And as we've said plenty of times before, we totally forget to release these bonus clips to the general public. So if you want to actually be like the first ones to hear this, then you really do need to subscribe to our newsletter. Even if you want to consistently yes. know when they're coming out, the yes. best way to do that is to subscribe. Yes. And our bonus clips clips are lit <laughs> they are. they're yeah. excellent yeah especially the ones with guests like yes. oh my goodness so yes. good we've had some wonderful bonus clips so 100 episodes cara congratulations it. <laughs> yeah it's been quite a journey i guess i mean we've been doing this for two and a bit years mm -hmm. and we've had so many wonderful episodes so many wonderful guests yeah what would you say were some of the highlights for you Hmm. Do you know, actually, I have loved how much I've learned through preparing the episodes. Mm -hmm. So we don't just kind of like, we're not people who just have encyclopedic knowledge <laughs> of hymns. Not even close. We go and we find out like every time we do a new hymn episode, we have to go out and actually research it mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that's like a really wonderful thing because mm -hmm. we get to read about like today in this episode, you'll hear some real cool, cool really cool stories. So we get to read about these other believers and mm -hmm. their lives and the mm -hmm. way that God's blessed them. Yeah. And we also get to like look deeper into the lyrics and mm -hmm. the, the scripture behind it and things. And it's yeah. just... I don't know. I found it a real blessing. Absolutely. It it definitely has been. I mean, I mean like like you just said we are not in any way like like him experts, though it's a growing wealth of knowledge that we're accumulating over these 100 episodes and um you know, we're thinking about individual hymns, but we're also thinking about different issues or different things mm -hmm. that affect how we think of worshiping the Lord in song. Um, so, I mean, like, I, don't, I can't say I have favorite episodes. That's not fair. It's like picking a favorite child. They'll only have one, so that's fine. <laughs> I could do that for, for as long as he's the only one. Um, but 
it, you know, all of them have been so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think um, so have our, our guests have been so yes. fantastic. Like, you know, these are folks who are very busy in various ministries or, you know, whether music ministries or pastors or, mm-hmm. you know, they just, they're so, so busy and they take time to be on our show. Um, and, and we're nobodies, like we're no one. <laughs> we're just a bunch of nobodies. Mm-hmm. So like, it really is like humbling to have them on and, and kind of put us in our place in some yeah. kind of ways. Cause their audience is so huge. Um, also, the feedback from you guys like has been such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like we've had so many emails and messages um, on our Instagram or on our YouTube from you guys who listen to us telling us how you've been encouraged by certain episodes, you know, uh, even kind of adding to the conversation because that's really what it is. We'll be like, we don't understand why this is the way it is. And then one of you will send us like a paper on like why it is the way it is. And honestly, like... How thoughtful and how wonderful is that, that you're, you're educating us while we're trying to like share knowledge, Mm -hmm. you're, you're adding to that conversation. Even like guest suggestions. We've had so many people that have just said, I saw you had this person on and you Mm -hmm. said you wanted to talk about this other thing. And you know, you should look up this person because they're really good at that. And like all the feedback you give us is really helpful. So even if you're like, oh, I couldn't follow what you were getting at in that episode, (laughs) even things like that, that's like really helpful for us because then... You know, we're we're learning too, so yeah. we can like adjust and mm-hmm. and find formats and stuff that are most helpful for. That's you guys. a really good point, though. A lot of our guests have suggested other guests, yes, and those guests have come on, mm-hmm. and so it's almost like this wonderful network of of Christians who love to sing our Lord's praises, yeah. and they're like, you know. I have a friend, he's a professor over here, or I have a buddy and they're a conductor over there, or this musician or this pastor or this whatever, like you should have these people on, tell them I sent you. And that's like so encouraging because Mm -hmm. that means that not only do you, our listeners, kind of support what we're trying to do on the, but even our guests support it. And that's just like, Mm. again, what you guys are taking time and effort to help spread the word about him partial. And so it's just been so, so lovely. I can't believe we're at a hundred. I want to do hundreds more. Let's see what the Lord actually blesses us with over the next wee while. Yeah. And honestly, thank you guys again for your support and watching us and just making this fun. Yeah. And those of you who ask us who our favorite guest is, that's such an unfair question. <laughs> <laughs> just saying like, yeah, yeah. No comment. (laughs) So, yeah, we've absolutely loved the last couple of years. It's been such a blessing to us. And we realize it's also been a blessing to you, which is great. That was the point. Mm -hmm. Um, So thank you so much. And, you know, here's to another hundred. Should God bless us that way. Yeah. So today we're in Advent. Oh, I'm so excited for the Christmas season. As you can see, the tree is up. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's real. It's real. I smell so good. I wish I could share it with you, but you'll just have to imagine it. Uh, So we're talking about another Christmas carol, though this one is a little less known, I think. I think so. I mean, it depends on what circles you're in. Well, um, the Gettys brought out a version in Mm. 2016. Mm. No shade on the Gettys, but it wasn't the best 
recording they'd ever done. So I don't know if like that played into it, but unlike some of the other hymns they've helped revive, this one doesn't seem to have made much of a comeback. Hmm. I don't know. Like, I just feel like when you ask folks who are in our kind of like reformed Baptist circles, like they mention this song a lot. And mm-hmm. I, it's not a it's not a song that I sung ever. Like, I don't think in church, okay. but I've since hearing about it, listened to it and sung it at home. Okay. I don't think I've sung it at church. I very rarely sung it in church. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm curious though, whether you guys, our listeners are familiar with this beautiful carol or not. So do let us know. Um, that who is rich. That, oh yeah. Rich. I should tell you. We're talking, <laughs> about, we're talking about that who is rich beyond all splendor in case you're just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Um, yeah. The Gettys brought out a version in 2016. It wasn't all it could have been. I don't know. Um, it probably did help people at least recognize it. So whether you have or you haven't heard of it, if you've been listening to our episodes for a while, you might actually recognize its author. What? (laughs) Okay. Frank, so Frank Houghton or Houghton was born in Tunbridge Wells in Kent, England in 1894. He was educated in London, ordained in 1917. He served in a few English parishes before serving in China for a number of years. Mm. He worked with what was then called China Inland Mission, um, which is an organization founded by Hudson Taylor, who's a famous missionary. You should look him up if you haven't heard of him because his story is incredible. Um, it's now known as the Overseas Mission Fellowship or OMF. Mm. Yeah. So he was the director of China Inland Mission during the tumultuous times in which this hymn was written. Mm. So if you want to learn more about him and kind of like his life and what he did and what he got up to and what he wrote and stuff, we did do another episode on his other famous hymn, uh, Facing a Task Unfinished, which is also a really good song. Yes, that's I was like, the penny's going to drop soon where I know this guy from. And then you said it. <laughs> yes. Facing a task unfinished. Another excellent hymn. It really mm-hmm. is. The Gettys, again, credit to them for bringing that back into circulation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So go look up that episode if you want to learn a bit more about his life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As I mentioned a second ago, this hymn was written in a difficult time. So in 1934, Houghton was the director of China Inland Mission Mm -hmm. and he decided he was going to go to China he's going to do a tour of the work to see how things were going and to encourage the missionaries there which is great absolutely great so I don't know how much you know about China's history but I can tell you that it's been particularly rough in the last hundred years or so Mm. Um, at the time that Houghton was visiting the Red Army which is the communists Mm. had been sweeping across China and various missionaries in 1934 by that time they had been released they were in a terrible state of like ill health and recovering from basically torture and stuff wow um because a lot of them had been in captivity for over a year and had been effectively tortured starved beaten all these things and some had just disappeared in the wake of the communist army and were just never heard from again wow yeah but not just missionaries like chinese christians as well Mm -hmm. it was brutal Mm -hmm. um yeah so 1934 that was also the year that something happened that kind of rocked everything for china inland mission which was that a couple called john and betty stam aged 27 and 28 were martyred Mm. 
So there were a few missionaries, I think, who were martyred, but these are the ones that we like we know for sure mm-hmm. um, what happened to them. So I'm going to give you an overview of the story because it's just one example of what was happening at the time. And I think it helps you to understand like what he was dealing with even as he wrote this hymn. Mm. So you can read about them in more depth, but the overview is that John and Betty Stam were missionaries in China. They had a three-month-old daughter called Helen. They had been warned that the communists were on their way, but they weren't able to escape the town that they were in fast enough. Mm. So they were both imprisoned. Um, John was able to write a note to the CIM authorities in which he told them that he and Betty were imprisoned and being held for a ransom of $20,000, which is a lot at that time. Yeah. I mean, it's a note, lot at this time. <laughs> it's a lot at this time, yeah. In the note, he also quoted Philippians one twenty, where it says, may Christ be glorified whether in life or death. Mm. The note was never sent to CIM. Oh, gosh. It was stuffed inside Helen's blanket with her and was found later. Oh, wow. I told you, I'm going to, this is going to be painful. <laughs> so the next day after they were captured, they were forced to march like 12 miles And when they stopped for the night, they were kind of just chucked in this mud hut. Betty was like, oh, I need to tend to my baby. Mm -hmm. And she basically stuffed her inside a sleeping bag and hid her Mm. um, in the corner of this hut. And the next day they were marched out into the city where there was this guy who like ran out into the crowd and he's like, don't kill them, don't kill them. Mm -hmm. So they grabbed him as well and searched his house and were like, oh, look, a Bible. Mm. So they killed him too. Wow. Um, They beheaded the three of them just there in public so that was pretty tragic now here's something though that will make you feel better maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) Helen was found two days later by a Chinese pastor who had followed Stams at a distance to try and find out what happened to them Mm -hmm. she was still in the sleeping bag miraculously alive Mm -hmm. two days later yeah by the grace of God, she'd been quiet enough that the soldiers had somehow like completely forgotten <laughs> that she even was there. Wow. Um, and she was cared for by this pastor and his wife until she could be brought back to her grandparents who were also missionaries in China. Wow. Yeah. So I was just like, about to say what happened to that baby. I told you, I would, <laughs> I would hurt your little mother heart today. Aww. Do you know what's crazy though? The night that they arrived at the mud hut, there's, this, there's a story... I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, no, it was in the prison. They released a bunch of prisoners to make room for the Mm -hmm. Stams. Mm -hmm. And um, they were like, oh, let's just kill the baby because it's a baby. And this guy was like, no, you can't do that. So they just killed him instead. And they were like, fine. Yeah, this is how brutal um, it was. They was. Was. Well, Mm. no comment. No, we won't get political, but is. (laughs) Is, yes. Yeah. Hi, secret police. <laughs> um, yes, back on track. Yeah. So it was a miracle that she she survived two mm-hmm. days without food or anything and that they didn't mm. hear her crying or anything like that. Wow. But um, quite the story. So they found the note inside her blankets and they were like, okay, that's what happened to them. And they were mm. able to later go and retrieve the bodies and bury them properly. Wow. Yeah, but very, very tragic. So there's a lot of this going on. Um, at that time, there were other missionaries, I believe, who were killed in various brutal ways. Mm-hmm. Um, also, a lot of Chinese believers disappeared or were just killed mm-hmm. in public. So that's kind of the context. So Frank Houghton's like, this is awful. I've got to go. I've got to encourage people in the work. Yeah. You know, this is our, 
yeah, that's the context. So I'm telling you about all this. I'm telling you about the stamps because they're the ones that we kind of, we have more information on. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of people just went missing and were never heard from again and mm. their fates were probably similar or worse. Yeah. So Frank Houghton walks into this tenuous situation determined to strengthen and encourage the believers there. So this hymn wasn't written over a glass of eggnog <laughs> as chestnuts crackled <laughs> over an open fire, you know? <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I mean, yes, that's, that's important. That's important to think about as we sing cheerfully these, these um they Christmas are cheerful. Carols. They are really cheerful lyrics. Yes, but I just good. thought, like, the context is also... It does matter. It kind of lends some weight to it. Yeah. So, the hymn itself is based on 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. Would you mind? Yes, I will read 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. For you know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for our sake became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So one of the many wonderful things about this hymn is that it is so Christ-centered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really love that. Um, you know, Frank Houghton's now in the middle of communist China, newly communist China, which mm-hmm. was a horrible place to be, learning about the brutal and tragic things that happened to people he knew and he loved. Remember, he'd been a missionary in China. He'd served in some of these places. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was finding out all this stuff that was happening to people he'd known and he'd loved and he served for the sake of the gospel. Um, and this is a verse on his mind. It's mm. this beautiful statement of Christ mm. and all that he gave for our sakes. Yeah. So let's get to the lyrics. Thou who wast rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake becamest poor. Thrones for a manger did surrender. Sapphire paved court for stable floor. Thou who was rich beyond all splendor, all for love's sake becamest poor. Thou who art God beyond all praising, all for love's sake becamest man, stooping so low, but sinners raising, heavenwards by thine eternal plan. Thou who art God beyond all praising, all for love's sake becamest man. Thou who art love beyond all telling, Savior and King, we worship thee. Emmanuel within us dwelling, make us what thou wouldst have us be. Thou who art love beyond all telling, Savior and King, we worship thee. It's really nice. (laughs) You know, actually, I probably have sung this more often than I'm giving credit to the churches I've been in and visited I've probably sang this more in recent years, though. Mm. Um, and now, as I was reading it, I was hearing this tune in my head. Yes. And so I was like, no, I've definitely sang this at church before. So, correction. So, like I said, like the tune is stolen from a French carol. Mm. In English, the name of the tr- tune is translated rather concisely as fragrance. Oh. But in French, it's a little longer. It's literally like, what a pleasant odor. <laughs> um, that's a side note, though. We'll pick it up in the bonus clip this week. So sign up, people. Come on, let's go. (laughs) But yeah, this is a great hymn. I was was actually like prepping this episode and I was like, we do sing this at Christmas, but I don't think there's that much reason why you couldn't sing it during the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. It tends to get pulled out at Christmas though because it talks about God becoming man. Yeah. 
So three verses, clear structure in terms of both thought and wording. The wording is nice because it like it makes a statement. It kind of like addresses God. Mm-hmm. And then it says, who art? And then mm-hmm. he's something above all another thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then those first two lines are like elaborated on in the middle and then repeated to drive the message home. Mm-hmm. And in terms of theme, the first bar- verse is about like the humiliation of Christ. Mm-hmm. The second is about his incarnation. Mm-hmm. And the third is about his exaltation, mm-hmm. which are all long words. Yes. <laughs> so the first verse. So when I say humiliation, I mean it in the old sense of the act of humility. Mm-hmm. So nowadays it has these negative connotations of like someone putting you down in public and making yeah. you look foolish. Yeah. But it was actually originally just an act either of humbling yourself or being humbled. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you see people talk about humiliation of Christ, they may actually be talking about the fact that he humbled himself mm-hmm. in order to become man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's what this verse is about, is his humility. Mm-hmm. And I think about this sometimes, or like I try to, because I don't have a very big brain. <laughs> and I like I think about how God created the universe, right? Yeah. Just by speaking mm-hmm. and continues to uphold it effortlessly. Yeah. And I think about the line in the song, Let Heaven and Earth Combine, where it says, Our God contracted to a span, incomprehensibly made man. And I feel like I could spend my whole life thinking about just that and still not understand it. Like, it's amazing to me. It's such a mystery. But I don't know. I think maybe that's something of what he's trying to convey here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I like the line, sapphire paved court for a Mm. stable stable floor. There's this rapper who I've probably talked about once or twice on this show who has this line in one of his songs um, where he says, gold in his streets, but on earth we seek pebbles. Um, and then, or maybe he says, a kingdom first, but on earth we seek pebbles. The gold on his streets are deeper than these yellows. And it just goes to show you like what we, what we value as like, like these rich and precious jewels mm. are literally dirt in heaven. It's like literally what you step on, you yeah. know? And it's like, well, God traded his sapphire paved court for like, which is his dirt to yeah. like real dirt. Yeah. Like what a step down, you know, going from what we value as a precious stone or a precious commodity mm. that he tramples under his feet. Yeah. And then to go to what are, what are, animals trample under their feet Mm -hmm. you know it's it's quite a step it's quite a yeah uh humiliation (laughs) um yeah or a condescension as it's also yeah referred to yeah so yeah it's a wonderful wonderful poetic way of of bringing that and yes of course we sing this at christmas because of that manger and like you know Mm -hmm. it makes us think of christmas so but you're right. Like you get these fantastic phrases like throne for a manger and mm-hmm. sapphire paved courts for stable floor. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so stark and mm-hmm. that's what makes it powerful. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. I just love the first line that who was rich beyond all splendor. Like we can't even really compre- comprehend his, his richness. Yeah. And this is both, I mean, this isn't like in every sense. Yes. Like materially rich, but also like, rich in mercy, rich in grace, rich mm-hmm. in love, rich in like, you know, power. He's just like beyond anything that we could fathom up. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love it. And all the verses say that. Like, mm-hmm. you're, what is it? You're rich beyond all splendor. You're God beyond all praising. Mm-hmm. You're the other one that I've totally slipped my mind. Love oh. beyond all telling. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. 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 And you're just like, yeah, he's all these things beyond what we can comprehend. Yeah. And I love as well, like, it's not just like he swapped them. It's like he surrendered to them. He was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm giving this up for this sake. Like, mm-hmm. it was a willing thing in order to come and save us. Yeah. Um, And that's humility in itself. Um, Like he had the throne of the universe and riches and power and all these things beyond comprehension. And yet he had the love and the humility and the grace to become like a helpless screaming baby and endured all the indignities of growing Mm -hmm. up as a human child Mm -hmm. and all the pains of living in a fallen world in order to live a holy life, die a shameful death Mm. for our sake while we were still sinners. Yeah, It's amazing. It makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense, though, to my finite sinful brain. I'm just like, I can't, I can't get my head around it. Yeah. Um, but it is a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of who God is. Mm-hmm. So verse 2 goes a little more into the incarnation. Mm-hmm. He begins by acknowledging God's glory. And I want to note that although it's true that his God is beyond all praising, it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are incapable of praising him to the extent he truly deserves, yes. but we should still praise him insofar as we're capable. Yeah. Um, and again, you have this humility in his stooping to mm. raise sinners mm. and the contrast again, of like the stooping in order to raise. And mm. this verse kind of harks back to Philippians 2, verse five to eight. Would you mind? Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I was going to, I was going to read this verse thinking about verse one, but obviously it stretches over verse one and verse two, Yes. but you have it here. So I'm glad I didn't say anything and ruin your, (laughs) ruin your plans. Um, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Yeah. I think it's important to recognize as well that this was an eternal plan. Um, God is not a reactionary God Mm -mm. and nothing takes him by surprise. And I guess like that in itself must have been a comfort to him and to the CIM missionaries Mm -hmm. in the wake of like all that devastation and Mm -hmm. and pain and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, the plan for our salvation was eternal. So before God even created anything, this plan existed and it has always been going to be this way. That's not a great grammar, but (laughs) you know what I mean? There was never a time when it wasn't going to be this way. Yeah. Um, And it's for God's glory. And this Mm -hmm. is one of the bajillion reasons why he's worthy of our praise. Yeah. yeah, he's the one sitting on the throne of the universe, running everything from his sapphire paved courts. Mm-hmm. And yet he was born a grubby little human being. Honestly, I just, I can't, I don't get it. <sighs> <laughs> but praise is the appropriate response. Yes, it is. <laughs> and <Cara>. wonder. <laughs> wonder, yes, it's, that's it's part of it. It's the idea I, yeah. of an infinite God being yeah. like, just contracted down yeah. to this, I don't know. Anyway. I like in the verse that you had me read, he emptied himself. Mm. You know, like we, it's in scripture too, like being poured out as a drink offering. And we used to, I mean, this is like a thing. I don't know if it's like universal in the West or what, but like in the gangster uh, part of our culture in the West, like if somebody dies, like you pour some out for them. 
Like as a That's tribute to them? actually a really old, like, Greco-Roman okay. thing. They used to do it for the gods. Okay. So you would, if you were at, like, a feast or something, you would pour a bit of the yeah. wine or whatever on the household altars. Yeah. Yeah, it's just an interesting visual to think about, like, honoring the dead by, like, pouring out some. And then, like... I'm not saying it's a parallel. Don't at me. I'm not a theologian. But it's just an interesting, like, image of Jesus to say that he emptied himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he just was like, like, of all of his glory, it's almost like an impossible thing to visualize. Like, to yeah. empty himself and basically become nothing for us. Yeah. You know? But, like, the God who is everything and created everything becoming mm-hmm. nothing just... Mm-hmm. Keeps me awake at night, Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> brought to you by no, <laughs> nightmares. Brought to you by hand partial. This is Kara's stoner thoughts. Mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> the final verse, rightly, is about his exaltation. All that he has done for us. Again, yep. while we were still sinners, mm. proves the point that his love is beyond what we'll ever be able to put into words. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like both as our savior and our king, the appropriate response is we worship thee. Mm. Um, and Emmanuel means God with us. But what's really cool is that he doesn't just dwell with us. He dwells in us. Mm. Um, and it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it's awesome. In this, the old sense of the word about like all inspiring, all inducing, like, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, this song is great. You should, you should sing it because... It's good. Yeah. It really emphasizes the greatness of God in becoming man and saving us. And it concludes that he's worthy of all our honor, praise, and glory. Mm -hmm. And the circumstances under which it were written are good encouragement to us to look to Christ and remember who he is and what he's done. Mm. And to remember that he's worthy of all praise. Yeah. And as we come into the Christmas season, it's just, it's such a good song to sing as we take time out to ponder the miracle of the incarnation and the immeasurable grace shown to us in God stepping down into our world to reconcile us to himself. So yeah, let's finish out then with the next part of Philippians 2 verses 9 to 11. Don't mind if I do. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. 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 This is a wonderful hymn, carol, song, whatever you want to call it, to sing, to celebrate, our our Lord who has come and who has lived the life we couldn't live and died the death we couldn't die and is now raised again, sitting on his throne, receiving our praises day and night. It is just a wonderful, wonderful hymn to, mm-hmm. to reflect on. So thank you for bringing us the good and the sad news in in reference to the this, this history of this hymn. And uh, yeah, thank you a lot, Cara. We appreciate it. No problem. Make sure you go to our Instagram or subscribe here on YouTube so that you don't miss our uh, hymns of Advent. We are literally posting every single day. Plus, there's still time to enter our Battle of the Carols, our annual Battle of the Carols, which is happening all across our social media. Yeah, we're still in round one, guys. 
We're in round two today. Oh, sorry. We're in round two, but there's still time. <laughs> yeah. Come on. There's still time. There's still time to make your voice heard. So go over to our social media sites and make sure you participate in Battle of the Carols. So much fun going on. Don't miss it. We love you guys. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.